Hello everyone, this is Mariana with the Galilee Life Podcast. I have a really, really, really exciting guest today, and it's Bone Kevitt, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, I'm Mariana. Um, I am Bone Kevitt's designer maker for VK Dare to be Original on Galilee Life, and I'm also the director of operations for Galilee Life. So, Great, so... Today, I asked Bone to come and talk to us about courage. Um, if you don't know her personally, she is one of the most courageous people that I have personally come across. And everything is based on Jesus, which makes it even better for her because her courage is really coming from a place of goodness. And um, it's just, it's amazing. So today we're going to be talking about her story and how she um, learn to be courageous and how she learned to be where she is now. So we'll be talking a little bit about her childhood and her teenage years and then how she got here. So Bone, um, I'd love to hear just a little bit about your story and then we can talk about your childhood. How are you like as a child and did you gain any of that courage and subtleties or did you, how is that like? that process for you as a child and then we'll that is to if you if you were going to tell the six-year-old me that in so many years in 30 something 40 something years you're going to be doing a podcast about courage you know what I mean that would be something like I would be like no you are insane I was the shyest girl in the back of the classroom I pulled straight A's so that I could, wouldn't stand out and get in trouble in school so that I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like I had to learn everything so I could just follow the crowd and go with the flow and, and, and just blend in wherever I was. So now as a full-blown adult to always go against the current, because whenever I find the world moving in one direction that's when I pretty much stop and go uh are we supposed to be moving in this direction and I always have a tendency to want to go the opposite because it's usually where Jesus leads me <laughs> is the opposite flow of the way the world works so I'm over time but no as a child I would have been like you're crazy <laughs> I was the shyest quietest person ever so, but there was a little light inside where waiting to roar <laughs> somewhere maybe I don't know no no, no. <laughs> little mouse little pipsqueak mouse <laughs> I don't think people even knew my I don't think people even knew I had a voice for so long <laughs> for so long I didn't have a voice for so long I I um like I said I just wanted to blend in yeah. and um but I'll tell you, the the closer I get to Jesus, the the more courageous I am becoming. The the closer, like the more, and I've I've never been as close as to I've never been as close to Him as I am at this very moment than I was the my life. You know what I mean? This is the closest thus far that I have ever been to Jesus with Jesus, and this is what courageous and courage looks like in full blown, you know? I love that. Please excuse my dog in the background. She loves barking at all the right. <laughs> it's great. 
Oh, um, I'm waiting for my beagles to go off too. So, <laughs> um, okay. So as a child, you were shy. You wanted to fit in. Um, how did that change as you went into your teenage years? And did you receive any pieces about courage there? Or I, I received courage long after, but I received Jesus. I grew up, um, I grew up a Catholic. I was raised a Catholic. We were in a refugee camp in Thailand when I was a little girl, when we escaped um, communist Laos. And we were in a refugee camp for four years. And in that refugee camp in Thailand, my mother and my family met up with some nuns that helped us a lot, you know, with like supplies and, and, and things like that. And I think my mom just always felt like close to this religious group that, you know, that, that helped. And then, um, so when we came to America, she signed us up to go to church and, and all that stuff. So I was raised Catholic. I went to CCD. I taught CCD for several years, but I never really knew the Bible, nor did I know Jesus. I just knew that I was religious and that I was Catholic. And I knew that. At 16, my mother got me a anchor charm necklace and it was a, a Jesus cross with on an anchor boat anchor back back then it was a very um popular charm and it was 14 karat gold and it was like it was so much money we were we lived check to check you know and so I knew my mom like went all out and got me that special charm on my 16th birthday and when I got it I loved it I loved it so much and then I lost it no And, and I knew the weight, the weight of it, you know, I lost it and I felt so bad. And, and I remember one day it was like weeks and my heart sank because, you know, I can't ask for another one. I knew it was going to be nearly impossible to get another one. So it was like practically irreplaceable. And then one day my dad was vacuuming and I looked at the ground right where he's about to vacuum and I saw something shimmery and sparkly and I went, daddy, hold on. And I went and I found that, and that was the charm. Oh. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I got the charm and I said, I'm never gonna, I'm gonna take so, so, such good care of you. I will never lose you again, you know, because I felt so bad when I lost it that first time. And then um, I lost it again. No. Oh, no. I was at a, I was at a store. I worked at Hills department store. It's like a Walmart, like, you know, one of those, it, it's no longer, but uh, it was Christmas time, you know, with, and I worked in the toy section and we spent like, I think an hour and a half asking everybody after everybody left looking for this thing, walking around, looking for it hour and a half. And then finally I was able to find it. Everybody was looking, but I was able to find a little shimmery thing underneath like it just rolled in somewhere, you know, under the aisle and I found it and I grabbed it. I was like, okay, everybody, we're good. I'm good. I like, don't lose it again. I'm like, no, I won't. I was like, that was nearly impossible. That's a department store at Christmas time. You know what I mean? During that whole, like everybody shopping and crazy. Yeah. And then another time I had lost it again. <laughs> I lost it again. And I was sleeping over at the time my dad was working like early shifts or something. So he dropped us off at our cousin's house and then we slept for like an extra hour and then we would walk to school. 
I don't know how it was like weeks a week of that weird new schedule that we were in. But I remember I lost it and I went all day without it. So what would have happened was that I got out of the car and it, and it, I lost it on the street. We looked everywhere on the street. We looked everywhere. And, and then I went to school and I was heartbroken. I was, did it, was it at my cousin's house? Was it on the road? Was it at home? I didn't know. I got home and on my way back, walking to my cousin's house, like, you know, back, it was across the street where the street, street sweeper pushed it along, just about to fall into the uh, gutter, the great, you know, the sewage great thingy. And it was shimmering. And all of our, my cousins were looking all over for, we were all, but I found it and it was shimmery and then sparkle. And then I found it. There was one time I lost it out in Nicholson, which was 45 minutes away, <laughs> 45 minutes away. We, we, we would go to my uh, godmother's house who was 45 minutes away and we would spend weekends there. And I lost it at her house in the gravel driveway which my cousin and my friends like spent a week looking all over for it. They thought it was in the house, there was a bedroom, no, nothing. I got there finally the week after, pulled up, walked on the driveway, in the gravel driveway, saw a little shimmer and picked it up huh. and got it. And interesting. every single time, and there were more, there were. Yeah. And, you know, we would think like how I needed a better chain, <laughs> something. But the thing is, I've, I was always the only one that saw it. Yeah. No matter how many people implied. And then I started to realize that as I got older, every time I would lose that charm, hmm. I could tell me pulling away from Jesus. I wasn't very much involved. I was very like, uh, sinned, thought, you know what I mean? Never put Jesus in the forefront. Like I said, I never really even had a relationship with him. I just always knew his presence was wrapped around me losing the charm, only being the person to find the charm. And it was my proof of his existence. That is so incredible. You had a tangible faith. I had a tangible faith based off of this charm that I could never lose at some point now. And then it got to the point where whenever I lost it or couldn't find it, I pretty much knew, don't worry, it will come back. I'm the only one that can see it. You know what I mean? It won't be stolen. It won't like, I, I just, there was a point where I was even like, even as an adult, I don't wear it anymore because it catches onto my hair and, and, and all that stuff. And so, I could tell you like exactly where it was, but at the time, like I would be like, I used to panic. I used to go like, where is it? And now I just like, no, don't worry. When I need it, it'll show up. And it, I'm, it's probably somewhere upstairs in my bedroom somewhere. I don't know if I need it, it'll show up. But as I got older, I realized that I didn't need the charm. It was more or less of when I was pulling away from Jesus. So now I have, you know what I mean? I have a spiritual in and out with him, you know, distance and out. But the charm was my first evidence. It was my tangible evidence that he is real, that he is exists. And then I've had stories, countless of stories after that, that, that he is real, but that is my tangible, you know? Yeah. And so 
how would you say that because you mentioned that that was like your first tangible thing as, mm-hmm. as, a, as a teenager but now as an adult you're mentioning that it looks different now it changed a little it it looks very different when I um when I married my husband uh, was going when I was engaged with my husband he he uh we had talked about you know our faith and he couldn't be with somebody he couldn't start a life with somebody that wasn't faithful to the lord you know and and all that stuff and i would be like well i'm catholic you know and and he would be like but do you know jesus and i i was always based on good or bad what i did and i i know i was it was weird it was a weird conversation we went through a lot like of that but then when i got married i i i converted to presbyterian which was what he was presbyterian and because i knew that I needed to get closer to Jesus. I needed to know the Bible. I needed to, you know, and that's when I started to learn. And then, and then I started to have like um, interactions like with, with the Lord. And, and then it became, you know, and now looking back, that's when I realized I'm like, whenever I would pull away, that's when I would lose the charm. But now I have differences where when I'm going through crisis or, or, or anxiety or worry when we know that's not from the Lord. We know, you know what I mean? That we're like going against him when we do those things, you know? You know, you know when you've pulled away. You know what I mean? You know when you don't have him in your forefront. Yeah. And you know when you have him close by. You know when you've turned on him. And when you're like, look, at, I, I don't have time for you. The, the, wor- the world's problem is where it's at right now. I, I don't have time for you, Jesus. You know, you're, you're not of this time right now. And then you realize, and then you can run for so long or you can go. But now I think as I just got older, I just realized there's no point in fighting it. And the less I fight, the happier I became. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that, that makes That is, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I spent my youth fighting everything that he wanted me to do. I spent my youth running away from all the things that scared me. I spent my youth keeping my mouth quiet and not speaking my truth. When I knew things were wrong, when I knew things weren't right, like I I was too afraid to say anything or do anything about it. And I just kept quiet thinking it would fix itself or, or that I was wrong somehow. You know, one of the biggest fears that you have is we are too afraid to speak up because we don't think we're worthy to even speak I'm such a sinner. I don't know the Bible. Who who can I, you know what I mean? Who can I tell somebody about the Lord? Like, how do I share how much I love the Lord and, and when the world isn't doing what he is asking us to do, when we are going against his teachings and his laws and his, you know what I mean? And when when I myself struggle, you know, so we're always like, who who are you to tell me what to do? Who are you, you know? And I, I struggled with that for the longest time. Like, I didn't feel like I was worthy, hmm. you know? But, but now that you've been through all of this process with Jesus, would you say that you're resting and that you're rooted in a place where um, you are doing what he he's asking you to do? Are you at I, no? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely at that place because there's been so many times where I fought him. Hmm. Going live, 
doing these, you know, the hard things, being an incredibly shy person. I'm an introvert. I can be on a private island by myself, shut off the internet, and now need the world. <laughs> I could, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for Jesus and and my love for him and and my love for his children, because I love him, love God and love your neighbors, love God and love his children. Always, right? Those are the only two things. If you love God, you love the people that he created, right? And so once I realized I can't, I can't shut off the internet. So <laughs> I can't shut off the world. I can't live on my island and just be happy with me and Jesus. And, and so that, that involved me having to speak my voice that involved me having to get on camera, which we all, we all go through that. I make it look easy, but there was a time when I couldn't even, you couldn't film me for two minutes. My first video was two minutes and 38 seconds. It was the longest two minutes and 38 seconds of my life. I have it on my YouTube channel is the first video all the way at the bottom. I keep it there for posterity to show everybody that there was a point where, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I was so terrified and then and then you saw a series of videos where it was just me and my hands knitting because I thought, okay, if I have to be on camera and I have to speak and teach and help, then, then they don't need to see my face. They're just gonna, I'm gonna hide behind my hands and my craft for the longest time. I, I had those videos, I, I shifted, you know? And then, then there was a point where I finally just was like, okay, God said, you, you, you've got to show your face. They've got to see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I just started showing my, and then I, once I realized I was, as I'm talking to just talking, it just came natural to me, but it was, it was all progression. Yeah. And then every time I would go through that, I would be like, what was I so afraid of? What was I so afraid of? And then, and God would be there be like, no, when you do something that I've asked of you, because when I, when I would speak out, somebody would reach out to me and be like, thank God you said that. I'm so glad you made this video. You really spoke my heart and I thought I was the only one. Like, I can't tell you countless of people that have done that, you know what I mean? And, and that would be like, okay. And, that, and whenever I would get that message, that's when I would be at my low point in, in full, like, why did I do it, Lord? Why did I? Because now, now the backlash is going to come. But then he would always send me these little angels that would say, thank you for putting that video out. You know what I mean? Thank you for saying that. Or thank you for making that post. And then that would like reaffirm me like, okay, okay, got, got I got you. Thank you for sending that to me. I love that. I love that. So Jesus and I have that kind of relationship. Because now you're you know? talking about the whole process of it. Like at first, mm -hmm. you, you know, you did the two minute video and then you just used your hands and now you're doing what you're doing, which oh. I, which I admire so much. I really do. So, mm -hmm. but would you say that that process that you went through was necessary or do you think that maybe because, I mean, ideally, people always talk about the end goal, right? Like, we want to get to, like, a place that we can say whatever it is that we need to say. But, like, the process seems so much longer <laughs> um, when you're in it. So, what would you say to people that are in the process of becoming? In the process of becoming, I would say just go. 
You know, when every, but every time people talk to me now and they think I want to do something, I want to try something, I want to learn something, I want to test that. I'm always like, go do it. You, you, I'm going to always be the person's biggest cheerleader and I'm always going to like, do it. If you fall, you get up. Nothing will kill you. Like, you know what I mean? It, that's what the enemy lies to you and says, this is it. If you do this, your world will end. You know what I mean? If you turn on that camera and you look like your worst nightmare, you know, then that's it. You can't show your face again. Isn't that what we always say? We're like, we're just going to die on camera. We're just going to collapse and pass right out. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And we think it'll be the end of the world that we can't show our face anymore. We can't get up. We're going to hide in bed. That's how the enemy lies to us. You know, we always think it's like the end. But here's the thing. Here's the bigger lie that, that the enemy has that gets us even like that actually cripples us is when we don't move. When we're so afraid that we get paralyzed in our fear that we don't even move. Yeah. You know, so I've learned that the long way when I was like 30 years of my life being afraid to say anything. And then all of a sudden when I actually say something, oh, I'm still alive. The internet hasn't shut me down yet. They've tried. Mariana, they've tried. <laughs> You know what I mean? People haven't like shunned me out yet. Oh, they've tried. Yeah. But I'm still here. It hasn't, you know what I mean? And that the more and more I, that happened, the more like I would go on live and I would say something. My biggest one was Ravelry. When I had to put out a video that I was speaking my truth and all of a sudden everybody in my community, in the knitting community um, was basically saying that they stood for all kinds of all these good virtues when a policy in a company that stated nothing of that. It was purely political, purely one-sided statement. And, and I had to stand, made a video against it. And I had to stand against it. And I was alone. I was, I was, I felt like I was the only one. Me and two private people that were like, we're cheering you on. We fight for life and we and we, you know what I mean? We're pro-life. And 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 all I know is that oh, I just knew that God made innocent babies and and we as humans are are executing them by generational genocide. And I'm like, that cannot be right. Right. So I had to make a video that says that's wrong and I wasn't an activist until I made that video <laughs> and it was funny because the moment that I made that video I went from less than a thousand subscribers on my YouTube to 3,000 in the span of a week with 900 comments of overwhelming comments of this is the most well-spoken video your heart is out here like we, you know what I mean? Like so many of those things. I had negative. Believe me, I had negative. Always those, yeah. There's always those negatives. But the overwhelming positive came out of it. And then I just realized that was my, that was honestly my first huge, huge breakthrough where, where I was just like, okay, fear is not from God. So if I'm so fearful and I've let fear stop me from living life, I've let fear stop me from starting. I've let fear do all kinds of stuff for me. If fear is not from God, what, you know what I mean? Then we know fear is from the enemy. And then I started realizing that the, the point of fear is what the enemy always uses to stop us. 
Yeah. He's that's his first line. He loves it because we fall for it. <laughs> it's his first line of defense, and he loves it because we fall for it. But God's always saying, God wants me right there. He wants me to speak my truth. He wants me to share his word. And Satan puts fear, like, no, don't don't spread God's love. We we don't like God here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it would stop us. We're like, okay. But I've always like, okay, wherever now, wherever I see, whenever I'm afraid of, I basically tell myself, that's you need to be on the other side of that. So I just walk right through it. That is my compass anymore. My compass to where God is, is where my fears are. Hmm. You're making, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're saying it's like, wherever I've, I'm 40, I just turned 43, Mariana, you are such a young buckaroo. I just turned 43. And in my wisdom of 43, let me tell you, wherever fear is, God's on the other side of that. And the enemy has put fear to stop us. So whatever you're afraid of, be it start your own business, be it reach out and make a phone call to a friend, reach out to a long lost friend, say hi to a new stranger, you know what I mean? Like a new friend, anything, anything that you are afraid of, learning a new skill, mm. picking up a book, asking a question in your classroom, but not wanting to sound like you're stupid or you don't know something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's two seconds that you tell yourself, oh, but I didn't understand. But if I raise my hand and tell them I don't understand, the whole classroom is going to think I'm a moron because they all understood and I didn't. So we stop ourselves. And that's, that's, the, that's the part I'm trying to tell you. In that fear. So now my hand just goes up, knowing I'm going to sweat. My voice is going to crack. And I am going to sound like an idiot and go, I didn't understand that. Can you repeat that, please? Or can you explain that to me? And in that two seconds, whoever, you know what I mean? Whatever the outcome is, it doesn't matter. Whether you get the answer or not, it doesn't matter. The fact that you did it, the fact that you didn't let the enemy stop you from that. Here's the other thing. Let's revert back track and then say, not say anything. Let's stay quiet. Let's not know. Let's not do, which we've all done. We've all been there. Comfort. It's comfort to do yeah comfort right yeah because we've been there we've all been there we do it all the time yeah. and then you go home and you're like i wish i had asked and now you're like you know what i mean and that's those are the things you regret that's where you live your regrets live in the things that you don't try the things that you don't do yeah. everything that i've tried and done and failed and you know what i mean i never regret it i've always said i learned something from that i got something from that okay now i know now I know not to do it that way, but I've never, the only regrets I have in my life are the one things that I didn't, I wish I had done. I wish I had tried this. I wish I have asked that. I wish that I didn't let this thing go yeah. as long as it did. You know what I mean? I wish I didn't let this problem fester. I wish I had faced it on the moment that I felt that resistance. I'm, I'm like digesting everything you're saying and as you're saying it, but they're like heavy things. They're, they're mm -hmm. gems that you're just dropping. So, okay. So let me try to recap. So basically welcome the process of becoming, but don't stay stagnant. Like keep moving. Yeah. Be in the process all you want, like cry if you need to, 
do things with your hands, shaking, do it all, but do it. Right. So do it, do it, do it. And I think for me, for example, sometimes I'm just super confident and I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. But then I have those moments where I'm like, mm, I don't know, like I'm feeling like a little mouse and I don't know if I have a voice doing it anyway, doing it anyway, even in those moments. But also if I don't do it in those moments, giving myself enough grace to know that like I have another opportunity coming up that like, and I can do it then. If you know yeah. what I mean, like mm -hmm. I keep yeah. Keeping, keeping, up with the movement, keeping huh? it up not and, and this is not nothing is about the point where you you were like oh I wish now because I didn't now because I didn't and I missed the opportunity I'm never gonna it's never gonna happen that's Satan's second lie oh, oh man what that's a lie yeah and then you keep that that pretty much will put you right in the ground because now you're not even gonna bother starting because you thought it was too late you waited for the perfect opportunity you're waiting for the perfect opportunity that never comes because perfect opportunities never come. Mm. And then and then you miss it and then you think it never happened again and then you just miss it again and miss it again and miss it again. That's the loop. That's a second lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you cannot fall for. You already know, you know, it's hard. You know, you missed it. The next one I'm gonna get. I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? The next one, because every day is a brand new day. Every day is a brand new day. Every hour is a brand new hour. Every second is a brand new second. We can flip our lives in two seconds. Two seconds. John 5. You know. Love it. I love it. John 5. Lame man, 38 years. He's in this one spilled pool. You know, waiting for this one magical time where he can get into that pool. And, and he makes up all the excuses in the world that he can't get there. He can't get healed. He can't. Jesus comes and asks him, do you want to be healed? Hmm. If your answer is yes, get up, take up your bed and walk. Get up, clean up the mess that you're in and go. It's that simple. Yes, yes, yes. Um, with all that, would you say that courage is a choice that you make constantly? Or is courage something that you get to and then you just have all the time? No, courage is a choice you make constantly, hmm. constantly. It's always a decision. It's always a choice. And it's, it's always, um, because even, even coming on here, Mariana, I'm going to come, you know what I mean? I was saying to my husband this morning, I'm like, I'm going to do an interview about my relationship with, you know, about my relationship with Christ. And you know how close I am with Christ. This is the easiest topic I could ever talk about. And even I said to him, funny, I'm terrified. Mm. And he's like, Jesus is with you. And I was like, oh, that's right. He is. <laughs> yes, every time. Um, and, then, and then I was like, okay. And then I, you know, it's, it's always scary. It's always scary. I'm always sweating. I'm always going to sweat. I'm always going to be wondering if I'm going to say the wrong thing, if I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings, if I'm going to lose another follower, if I'm going to say, you know what I mean? I'm always going to feel, I'm a people pleaser. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm a people pleaser by nature. It's not in me to rebel. Yeah, it's not, it's not a fun thing to do. <laughs> no. I've, I've always wanted to go with the flow. Remember everything that I'm doing, every, every courageous thing that I'm doing, I am finding myself like uh, 
why why am I doing this? Like, you know what I mean? What's all this for? And and it's a it's a constant struggle. It's a constant decision to say, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? And now when when it's when the stakes are really on the line, when it's really scary, when I'm about to post a really controversial post, stuff, stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, this is the one, this is the one that's gonna end me. This is the one that's gonna shut me me down. This is the one that's gonna take me right off the internet. Um I have a conversation with God and I said, is this what we do? And when he says, yes, I go. And then I just think of, you know, the footprints, you know, it's either going to be me, him, me and him, or just two. And that's him carrying me. <laughs> that's so interesting. So looking at a God, looking at our father and being like, I don't know how those people are going to react, but I'm going to do it because I'm looking at you and it's what you want me to do like you just you <laughs> it's it's pretty much where 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 all my where all my uh because when you go against the world when you go against the world anything that you you know what i mean we we speak because your life you know what i mean is your life and your truth and your world you know, I can't speak for, you know, I can't fight your fights. I can't battle in your world. Just like nobody's battling, you know, you can't battle in my world, no matter what, you know, we could, we could love and care for each other, but we, we, we still, we don't know what each other's battles are. So every battle is with me and Jesus. And that's how I choose to live life. I don't know how people live life without him. Honestly, I'm going to be dead honest. If I didn't have him, if I didn't have him, I don't, I don't know what my world would be like. I, I, I cannot imagine that. I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it. And I honestly, I, I, when I see people that don't have him, you know what I mean? That don't have him to rest on, don't have him to console. Like it, it breaks my heart because I don't know what that world would be like. I know what I was like when I wasn't as close with him. I know what my world was, I, what I was like. And, and um, I, I can't choose it now. And now I, I feel like the stakes are so much higher, the adult that I'm in and the crazy world that we live in, there's no room for me to, do you know what I mean? There's no room for me to be mousy and not speak up and not go against that. Jesus came on this earth to stir up trouble. Yes, he did. He was not afraid of it either. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, no. me, then what my father wants. Yep. This is, yep. That's exactly. So when you watch me, when you watch me and you think like, oh my God, she, she's doing like some crazy stuff. And, you know, I'm like, that's what, <laughs> this is me. And this is what my father wants. You know what I mean? And, and I just have to do it. I and that's that. it. I love that. Okay, so according to dictionary.com, the Uh definition of courage is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Very wordy. So what I would like to hear is your definition of courage. That's what I would love to hear. My definition of courage is doing things that you're afraid of, doing things with fear not fearless with fear that's key right there that's yeah. courage when you're doing things with fear 
hmm. and still doing it, that's courageous. Wow. That's my definition. Despite, despite a fear, doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. With it, with it. I'm not even saying to be without fear. Yeah. I'm not saying fearless. I'm saying with fear and doing it anyway. That's courage. I love that because like fear is just an emotion and a feeling that's going to pass. And it's so hard mm-hmm. to like push down. And if we push mm-hmm. it down, it gets worse. Yes, well, it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets bigger. The monster becomes. And that's when, that's why I think that's why God, sometimes I realize there are things where I try to avoid so much. There are, I'm like, Lord, I, I can't. That's too much. This this thing you want from me, it's it's beyond me. And I can't handle it. The monster is too big. I've let it get too big. It's ginormous. I'm terrified. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, and then the more and more I push God off and say, no, I can't, I can't, the bigger and bigger that fear monster got. Right. And now I'm like, I, I how? How can I I've let it get so big? And that's when I just now. I just thought more when I said that um, it's easier when I don't fight Jesus, when it's it's easier when I'm not fighting him and I just kind of go with what he says, kind of just do with what he asks, you know. Um, it's just easier when I do, because when I don't, it's harder and it gets harder and harder and it gets harder and harder. The monster gets think, bigger and bigger. I think if we ignore him, it might be easier, but it just doesn't happen no. that way. No, no, it just gets bigger. And now, and now the monsters just has fangs and he's got horns and, and he's got a bloated belly and he's just like, you know, and he's taunting you. It's, it's, it's worse. And then you just kind of, once you go through it, it's just the more and more you go through, the easier it becomes. And then, and then that's where I don't even think fear like goes away. It never goes away because what, what we're afraid of is what we don't know we are always afraid of the unknown. If we know it, guess what? We're not afraid of it. Yeah. We're only afraid because we don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when you go through it, just go through it, just jump for it. It's an invisible space. Fear is just so invisible. Just walk right through it. You take that step, you go. And then all of a sudden you're like, hmm, what was I afraid of? Hmm. You know, because now you know. I remember when I was in high school, I was super stressed about a certain class. And so I was like, do I skip the class? Do I not go? Like, where am I going to go? Do I go and sit in the toilet? Like, is that the place that I want to be? Like, it was this super heavy thing for me. And I was talking to God, you know, the internal dialogue of like, what do I do? Like, I honestly don't know what to do at this point. And I was like, if I go, like, I'm going to have to sit and like, I might be alone and like, you know, whatever. And then God, I just, I heard him say, oh, well, Mariana, I'm already there. I'm already there and I'm waiting for you. And I was like, you're already in the places that I fear the most. You're waiting for me there. So (laughs) Mariana, you just said the line that I've been trying to say all night. He is already there where we're afraid to go. He's waiting for us. He's on that other side. That's exactly why I go. That's why I said fear is my compass to where God is. Because that's what the enemy puts in front of us to keep us from getting there, to keep us from going to him, Uh, you know, say the hard thing, do the hard post, do the hard, learn the hard thing. You know what I mean? Like, those are all the things that we're afraid of, but God is on the other side going, I'm already there. You've, you've already won that. We've already accomplished this. I gave you all these skill sets. 
Mary, I, I have not. I have been knitting and crocheting for a long time. I have just mastered socks in March. <laughs> I entered a sock contest. And now because I finished my first sock and my second sock and my third sock and my fourth sock and my fifth socks. Oh, oh we're going to get to see. Oh, you're going to get to see something brand spanking new. This is social media hasn't even seen this yet. Oh, oh, this is exclusive. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> this is exclusive. Rowan, did you do that? Fresh off the hook, didn't even do the weave-in ends yet. Oh my goodness. For those on the podcast that are just listening, there is the most beautiful sweater in the world right in front of me right now. That is crazy, Moan. And um, so I edited the I edited the pattern. I don't know if you can see this, but can you see what is on my sweater on the sleeve? I cannot. What, what is it? Please tell me. Right Across. Yes, yes, yes. It's a little darker than the Yes, 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 yes. It's Across. a bumpy because my lighting is horrible, <laughs> but that is the edited. Wow. That's my own. I've come across, I've realized, um, just in the past two weeks that I will be putting a cross on every single creation that I make from now on. I love that decision that you've made. I love it. Best I was like, that's what, <laughs> what was I afraid of? Well, first of all, I never thought to do so. It didn't, it didn't occur to me to do so, but I'm realizing that as we get closer to his day and coming, I'm like, and how I, I, I see the enemy growing more and more in this world in the decisions that we as humans are making. And I'm just realizing more and more that we need to keep him present. And I'm going to continue making and creating and using the gifts that he gave me. I'm going to shout out his name and I'm going to share him everywhere in everything I make from now on. Oh, that's that's from me learning socks a month ago now before I tell you finish out my story where I am right now because you see this at, at the aftermath I have been so afraid of learning to knit socks for five ten years and I've always said it's impossible I'm never going to learn I can't do it it's too hard. I don't have time. I don't have the mental capacity. I don't have the mental stress to even learn that thing. And then I always said, if I ever learn to knit socks, I'm taking over the world. <laughs> and I always joked with everybody. I was like, if I ever learn to knit socks, watch out. I'm taking over the world. And then here I am two months later and every single item that I will be making will have a cross on it. And I've just knitted my first sweater. But the process is so important. You needed to learn. So I needed to learn it. And, and what the enemy, the lie that the enemy put on me. Now imagine had I just learned in it socks 10 years ago when I first learned in it. Hmm. How many cross items would we have had? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how many? When I think about it, I'm just like, this is why... This is why I, I don't fight him anymore. This is why I don't let the fears of me not knowing or it being too hard or being 
life being too complicated or something is just, you know what I mean? Like the stress and, and I just, I let all those excuses take over and look at what it stopped me from achieving. Look at what it stopped me from, you know, and that's, that's the enemy winning, but hey, the good thing about life is while we're here, I got to win this round. I got to say, no, not today, Satan. Uh, I'm going to do what God asked me to do. Yeah. You know, I'm going to learn this skill. I, you know, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to explore and venture out. And if I get stuck, he'll be there, you know? I love that. I, I heard this thing and this guy was talking about how God just doesn't get tired. So he was like, God just stands there and tells the sun to come up every morning and the moon to, you know, come up every single night and he does not get tired it's every mm -hmm. single time. So I think, yeah, I just, I'm picturing God like cheering you on every day. Like, Bone, are we going to learn how to do socks today? Are we going to do that? Yeah. Is this okay. today the day you're going to master it? And you're like, no, it's too complicated. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I'm finally what, 42 and nine months, 10 months, 12, you know, before I finally said, okay. And then look at what I knocked out in two months, you know, with everything. And it's like, okay, I wish I'd learned that. I wish I had done that. But now that's why I'm saying the more, like the faster you just say yes, the faster you just face that fear, the reward on the other side is him going, yay. Wow. I, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think now for me, just from this conversation, I have to ask myself, like, are you willing to say yes before he even asks you? Like, is your answer just going to be yes? And that's yes. a question to really uh, think about because- I don't know. I think honestly, Mariana, that's that's in the that's the state that I'm in right now, and that's where the fun is actually at. I'm actually already there. I'm actually already there. Going, come on, come on, Jesus. I know this is where you're bringing me, so <laughs> let's just go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is actually the the courageous part that you've gotten to see. This is what this is why it looks like I'm running now, is because. I, he dragged me for so long and I fought it for so long. And now I'm just like, okay, this is where we're going. This is Jesus. This is the next, this is the next scary spot. This is where we're staying, right? This is where we're playing. And he's like, yep. Okay. Then this is where we're going to be. <laughs> I love that. You gave him your yes. And he's just, mm -hmm. and he's just there. And, and we're just, and we're just going, you know, we're just doing the courageous things. We're just, we're just doing it. Not fearless with a lot of fear, always with fear, but just doing it. And he is there and he's always there. Oh, I love it. I, I loved everything that you had to say. And I think that's the <laughs> question that I'm gonna be walking away with is, does he have my yes every time? Uh -huh. Not when it's convenient to me. <laughs> Not when it's convenient, yes. And believe me, we, I've, I'm, I've been there too. But now like, like my charm, like my physical charm, you know, when I was a kid, like, like that, I now have real life proof over and over again. And just this month, my sock is the new, you know what I mean? Is that was the new hurdle that I went through and I'm like, oh, there's the proof. So it's going to take a while actually for me to come down from this new revelation when I let Satan stop me from it for so long. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, it's going to take a while. He's going to, he's going to have to work really hard to come at me 
to keep me from because I have I'm on a serious high where I'm like now I'm where where you're saying I'm like I'm saying yes before he even asks because he's already there. And I'm my my goal is not to beat Jesus to the scary spot. My goal is, I used to, I would be like, where, like I said, fear was the compass because wherever fear is, that's where Jesus is on the other side. And the enemy is using fear to stop us from getting there. Like, so, it's so yeah. funny. It's like a funny mental picture to me now because like, I think Jesus, <laughs> like if he had some sort of refrigerator, you know, like we hang things up that we're super proud of. I bet he like hung up your sock and like, if the devil ever tries to like say anything or do anything, Jesus is like, no, look, she, she made a sock. And like, look at the sock. Look at the sock. No. You want to know, and you want to know what the sock was? I did the first sock. By the time I got to the second sock, I was doing some, every single pattern in that contest was getting crazier and crazier. And I was learning them because I was in the zone. And in between those socks that I was learning and those patterns, I was designing my own pair. And by the time I was done with that design of my own pair, like between the four contests and then finally I finished my own design, that's when the cross came on. So my first new design was putting Jesus on my foot. And somebody said footsteps with Jesus. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. Walking with Jesus. Wow. I love it. I love it. Boom. I love it. He's just so evident. Like you can't. So evident. Yeah, you can't so evident. Yeah. I, people are always asking me because they see me and they're like, you, you're, I think I, to them, I exude that because, um, because he's so evident in my life and he's so present. He's so present. And, and, and people are always like, well, I, I wish I had that. I wish I had the proof. And I'm always like, the proof is there you just got to find it. You just got to, I can't tell you how many times we ignore things all around us. Wow. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the only reason why it looks evident to, to, to me, like for you guys about me is because I point it out to you <laughs> all the time. I point it out because I live it. I, 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 I say, thank you, Jesus. I, I know when he's present and I point it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why it looks obvious because I make it obvious, you know? Yeah, because you're aware. But I think when so. I'm aware of it, I'm aware of it and I point it out. It's as, it's as evident as that charm that I used to have, that shimmer, yeah. you know? Oh my goodness. I, I love, I love that. And I will definitely be talking to God about that because I want to get to a place where, you know, he has my full yes. What I would love now is for mm -hmm. you to pray over the vendors, over anybody that might have just found us or has been listening um, for, for that courage, that, um, that being so convinced of the goodness of God and that he's looking at you and that like you're doing what, you know, he's asking for that we do things with fear, regardless, regardless of. So go ahead. Okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for what an amazing hour that I got to spend here with Mariana and having this incredible conversation about the evidence of you, of your presence, of your love, of your honesty, and your courage, 
your courage for coming down here and giving your life for us, for me. Jesus, you know that I've never, you know that I fought you for so long and you know that, that your children is constantly fighting, constantly fighting, constantly struggling, but yet you keep going and you keep waiting and you keep encouraging us to pursue you, to, to love you, to, to seek your presence and you just wait. And when, when we are fully aware of how much you gave up for us, it becomes very evident to us that there is nothing that we couldn't do without you. And there is nothing that we could do that would keep you away from us. No matter what the enemy tells us, no matter what the enemy lies to us about, you were always there to show us that we could defeat him with you. And Thank you for letting me have this great moment again to remind me of how wonderful you are in Jesus name. Amen. Oh, and every time with you, I'm always like, I feel like a little lump in my throat. Like I'm at the verge of crying and like, I'm like, Ugh. Um, man you know when you pray I feel that same way it's just it, I find it so fascinating that you think that about me and I always think my prayers with the Lord uh, I always feel like I'm stumbling when I talk to God out loud and I always feel like people won't understand my my communication with them when I speak it out loud when I have it personally I just live it yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't use words when I'm communicating. So when I have to communicate with the Lord out loud so other people can hear, like when I have to pray out loud, I'm very insecure about it because I feel like it's a language that I have to translate our relationship with to kind of get out there so so the rest of the world can understand this. And will they even understand this weird language that I have? You know what I mean? It's almost like I'm trying to translate it. So I always feel like I'm stumbling. It fascinates me that you actually get it. <laughs> if you manage to get anything out of what I say, it's like, oh, okay. I think all this history that you've talked to us about today this history that you've built with him and your intimate moments with him that only you and him know, as soon as you open your mouth, it's like all that pours out. And all of a sudden, like, I'm getting that. And even if you hadn't told me all of that, the stuff that you did, like, I get that. I'm like, oh, she has history with him. She built something with him. She's building something. And I, I can see that. So then I'm like, oh. Um, that's what, yeah, so that's what I'm like. I'm always like, I feel like I'm word vomiting all the time. I just because I, I do, it just kind of just comes out, and I'm like, I hope any of it makes sense. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I see so much beauty in that. Um, so thank you so much, Bone. I'm gonna have you again. Uh, so, oh. so, you know, 
people, if you listen to this, just mm-hmm. know that you will be seeing Bowen a lot more. A lot more. Yeah. Uh, thank you so Any much. Any topic. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Thank you. This is, this has been awesome. Just even talking with you. I'm just like, oh yeah, this was this, this meeting, this conversation is just another uh, affirmation of how present he is in our world, you know, how present he is in our lives. And all we have to do is just open up ourselves to him, you know, how present he wants to be if right now he wants to be, if people Mm -hmm. don't know, like he wants Whatever Bone has built, he wants to build something. Oh, it's already there in you, waiting for you. The only reason why I shouted so loud is because where else am I going to go? I'm not on that island that I want to be on. (laughs) He won't let you be on the island. He's like, I need you here. (laughs) I need you here. So I'm like, all right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks again, Bone. And yeah, I'll, I'll speak to you soon. All righty. Until next time. God bless, guys.